0: Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm joined here with, uh, just say your name.
1: My, you said, my name is Audrey. How's everyone doing today? You said you were going to introduce me.
0: Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast. The Anime and Otaku Culture podcast that hopes you have had as much fun listening to it as we've had making it for you. My name is Maddie, and I will see you soon. Not here, but this is our last episode, and
1: yeah. And I'm Audrey, and I will not be seeing you soon, <laughs> but I will not be seeing you never.
0: All right, so you're here. It's the last episode. Bye god you better have learned how to read if there's anything you took away from this podcast i hope it was some decent ass literacy skills because there's no more no more mo- i'm not going to be doing this anymore this is your last chance this is your last chance to learn how to read you this have is your to do final it exam yes you've i we've trained you for this moment we have trained you to read and you better not let us down <laughs>
1: Check check the description of this episode for a link to a reading exam, and if you can't find it, I'm sorry, you've already
0: failed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the precursor to the exam to the exam. It, it's, it's, you know... I it's exams gonna, all the way down. It's exams all the way down. It's like how the actual hunter exam wasn't really the hunter exam, it was that part after the hunter exam that was the hunter exam, that's kind of how it was. Anyways... It turns out we're an anime and otaku culture podcast, and so I guess we do talk about anime. And we have talked about anime for four years now. This episode will be coming out on our fourth year anniversary. We have spent four years with you, probably.
1: Dang, we've, we've had one whole presidency of anime reviewing. I, I see why, why presidents get gray hair now.
0: It'd be that way. Anyway, so it's four years, and this is our last episode. And yeah. we're here to explore, redo a re review of our manga sensei, talk about how we've changed over the past four years with our anime tastes, how the podcast has changed as a whole, and really reminisce on this journey. It's kind of a podcast for you to see how we've changed and a podcast for us to get some closure, I suppose.
1: Yeah, some of us have had more changes than others. <laughs>
0: Some of us have. I really did grow a lot of facial hair since 2020, and that's that's what happened, right? That's what you're talking about. Isn't it right, Audrey?
1: That's what counts. Yeah, I'm impressed by it.
0: You should we be. Had,
1: we had an episode reveal for it, too, when it's like, I have my first facial hair.
0: And everybody was like, oh my gosh, Maddie is so stunning and brave. And I said, I really am. I'm really changing everything for, for fragile masculinity everywhere. <laughs> And you had a thing too, but I guess it was. It was
1: I, don't know. I mean, yeah, it was. It was just a little
0: thing. Yeah, everybody's fucking trans these days. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now <laughs> you're my plus one
1: in this community. I'm gonna have to simmer it down a bit.
0: <laughs> Listen here, it is. Not, why have two of my best friends done this? I don't. Is it me? Is it me? Is it me doing this to everybody? Is it you next? Who knows? Oh, oh shit. <laughs> well, we'll find... We'll, you'll have to find out in the Anime Brothers podcast, where I will be <laughs> becoming a host of. I've already recorded my first episode for it. Check back in four years when it becomes the Anime Sisters
1: podcast.
0: Earthworm <laughs> <laughs> is like, I just needed the push, and, it was, and that's what <laughs> happened. Uh, but yeah, I'll be there, hanging out afterwards. But I won't be here where, (laughs) I won't be here on the Shitpost podcast, you know, so that's kind of rough.
1: You know, where all of our recommended uh, listens are related to other hentai podcasts, and where we get promotional requests for for fleshlight masturbators, you know, this podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit. We're going to do for an introduction, we're going to talk, we're going to reminisce a little bit, then. Then shift over to the podcast, pro- or talk about mm-hmm. the anime and the podcast proper. But I would like to say that while doing this podcast, I've had the pleasure of working with some, some with with a few things, a few, a lot of things. But one of the ones that I really had to like look inside of myself was when we got an email about, hey, do you want to hype up sex toys on your podcast? We'll give you a sample. <laughs> And I stared at that email, and Audrey was on hiatus at the time, or like on her big hiatus. And I said, "Do do should I do it?" And Audrey was like, "Showed me a foot thing," and I was like, "Oh no, not my yeah. brand." This
1: was a this was labeled a succubus masturbator, and it it, it is a foot shape with a with a uh, with a insertable sleeve inside the sole of the foot. I don't doubt that's somebody's thing. No, absolutely not. But what a thing to see in real life.
0: And I thought I'd seen the worst of it when I got this email. Props to these people, not hating on them. Hey, everybody's got to make a hustle somehow. But there was stuff like get the pregnant, get the pregnancy, the pregnancy um, cock sleeve. I don't remember what they're called.
1: Masturbators or uh, wearables or sleeves.
0: Yeah. And I, I said, Ike hey the website's expensive to keep up should i do it and then i and said damn i got a little i've got a little bit of a <laughs> on-brand thing <laughs> i guess looking
1: through all of that most of it was pretty on-brand but the further i got into it it started to be a bit too otaku if you know what i mean
0: Yeah, so unfortunately, in an alternate timeline, I did not consult Audrey and just said, yeah, sex toy ads on Otaku Melancholy. And we would
1: be in the middle of an episode and say, all right, let's do an ad break. And then we come back, me, none the wiser, only to listen back to the episode. (laughs) Thank you to our sponsor, (laughs) Footsie Footsie Tootsie Fleshlights.
0: Oh, could you absolutely imagine it? I have to put on my, my, my sales and What's going? Hey, it's Maddie here, and today I want to talk about the Foot Ussie <laughs> 9000. I'm really excited about this brand, and I hope you'll go and check it out because they're doing a lot of interesting things in the sex toy economy. I really just want to hype up the pulsating action on this thing. Amazing. Love it. I hope that you'll check them out and use our code Melancholy to get 10% off your Foot Ussie
1: I just thought of a, a better name than the one I made up. The what? footsie okay.
0: the, the footsy pussy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yep. Alternate timeline. That happened though. So we started this podcast in 2020 because basically it was, and I, I always kind of like have a weird flex about it. Like I'm like, we did this before the lockdown. We are not part of the podemic that happened. We mm-hmm. just capitalized on it.
1: I know it feels like ancient history talking about it now, but. Remember when we had the lockdown in March of 2020, where for like, quote unquote, two months, we were all just staying at home and a lot of people wanted to make podcasts and good for them. I'm glad they did it. I'm like, this is me being this is me being genuine. Like a a lot of our podcast friends started in March. We started in January before Like while there were still whispers of COVID, going around, I'm not saying, I'm just saying.
0: I would like to say uh, that technically the Anime Brothers started before the lockdown. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Well, a lot of them did, and you know it was just not a better time. There's a lot of positive things that came out of people having that time, and we're not hating on that by any means. Like some of the some of the better podcasts started around this time, and hey. I mean obviously there's something to be worked with that pandemic magic.
1: I mean there was definitely a lot of time to fuck around and find out.
0: And we sure did. Cause remember we were so we were both in lockdown and I always said, we could record episodes twice a week and you <laughs> the unspoiled blemish on your anime watching uh, mine said that's a great idea And then I said let's watch Bad shows for fun and you said Okay and then by December You said no more
1: I, th- I think the that did it Was after Seven months or so into the year I finally had to start looking For a job and when I didn't have All the hours of the week To just watch anime and play <laughs> Gameu and do this Recording it beca- it started To get a lot tighter in yeah. schedules, and it only went downhill from there.
0: Yeah, see, the thing about it was when we started really doing this, and I had to go back to work in around, like, I think October. Mm-hmm. I still, while I was doing this, I was still always at work going, what will we cover next on the podcast? What will we do next to the podcast? So the podcast was kind of like this hobby that I was hyper-obsessive with when we started out. Like, I'm still... I'm still hyper, I became less and less obsessive with it as time went on. I think around 2021, I really got kind of at the end of 2021 to like middle of 2022, I got burned out because I was kind of doing this thing where I was comparing my successes to other successes and it really made me kind of feel down about myself. And so that was kind of a weird hurdle for me to climb up from. And it really put a lot of like my questions into my motivations because this podcast started out of a genesis of, me wanting to have a project with you so that we would mm-hmm. have to do it every single week and I've mentioned this on the pod like every time we do an anniversary episode this podcast is born out of friendship it is forged in friendship and it will be cast into Mount Doom with friendship in mind because yeah. I'm literally going from this one friend project to another friend project and I've met so many wonderful people by doing this It's it's been such a great experience right, to do this and make the friends I've had and just make stronger friendships with like you and everyone else by doing this it's been a wonderful experience there's so many people who we've gotten to meet by doing this i feel like i during lockdown i was always talking to some other podcast friends it was great i really Mm -hmm. really glad that this podcast has been consistently tried to stay in the vein of this is from friends for friends by the friends i guess you know
1: and like even long before we started this podcast you had this Uh, This desire, this dream to do a podcast show. I even helped you with uh, a prototype podcast we had that I will not be mentioning by name for personal cringe reasons. Yeah, Uh, that podcast
0: (laughs) was bad.
1: It was bad. It was bad. Uh, And it was really great to help you with this project and to share in your dream of having a podcast and with how far it's come, over oh, over the past four years, I'd say it's a very big accomplishment. Uh, we did have ups and downs. Like the first several months, we were posting episodes, trying different things, and looking at the listens, the clicks, the the uh, the listen time, the downloads, how long people would listen, and what sections. Trying to figure out what the secret sauce was, to get that success and just by settling into our groove not worrying too much about what is what's best for the algorithm for say uh, for example and just kind of getting into our groove seeing our success go up or our listenership go up and then suddenly plateauing and start relaxing back down as all projects do yeah uh, to be honest but it's still never a great thing to see because you just want to you don't want to fail
0: no and that was the problem with me was that i would like check pod charts every day i would one i would be so obsessive about where we were in mm-hmm. relation as far as what our score was and it didn't help us it really didn't because that's when i got like hyper obsessive uh, about certain things and it really did, I, I never think it made the podcast less fun less fun but it definitely it started weirdly stressing me out when i was um when i was in that mindset that i have to constantly succeed you know mm-hmm.
1: and if i were to give tips to anyone who wanted to start a podcast or has just recently started a podcast or still or has been starting has been running one for some time and is still kind of indie or small time well truthfully it's going to be hard for me to give advice because I attribute a lot of our success for this podcast being the chemistry that Maddie and I have had we've Mm -hmm. had a friendship for over 10 years now um shit 12 years now I guess
0: yeah we met in we met in college uh, out of a brony group because mm-hmm. both of us were uh, Bronies. yeah, and our friendship started with a mutual friend uh, who was my, I was dating at the time, and it kind of spun out of that. And it was a long time that like Audrey and I were not we we're not like big friends with each other. But then, towards like when we got into mutual things together, like Scholars Bowl, that's when we really started to have this friendship where we're like, oh wait, we really are into like we are very funny with each other.
1: When we realized, oh hey, we have shared interests, play games together, watch anime together, <laughs> had yeah. had visual novels shared with me, and that I would play f- play fucking school days in my
0: living room. <laughs> played oh, my it parents it,
1: watched tv in the couch in front of me
0: played it in the played it at the school yeah i was <laughs> in like in the
1: school lunchroom
0: i was like hello miss this is pornography that you're playing with your back to everybody <laughs> <laughs> but it was the style of the times and it's yeah and it, it really is kind of if if you have fun then that's the most important thing with any of this I think that's
1: where our success came from. We didn't have to try to have a rapport with each other.
0: Yeah. We just were we just didn't have to try. Mm-hmm. And speaking of not having to try, I wanna segue us into talking about the trying times of going from Arrow Manga in twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty four and kind of talking about the show and how we might have changed since twenty twenty when our first review mm-hmm. to this review. Now, I want to kind of lead this in that we both, I I both assigned us homework. I said we should listen to that first episode and say and figure out who we were in 2020 watching Arrow Manga Sensei and then look about, look at our reflections on that when we watch it now. And I have changed so much.
1: Yeah, we both have.
0: We both have as far as our tastes and what we, how we review anime and it's. You you think that you always stay consistent with how you review media, mm-hmm. but you really don't because twenty twenty Matt hated on this show and gave it such shit, and that Matt didn't know shit. That Matt was <laughs> stupid. That <laughs> like, Matt w- was just like, let's hate on the show because the show is here. And does it deserve some hate? Absolutely, but not to the degree where I'm like trying to dunk on Arrow Mangus and say like that's. That's like Kanye beating those kids in a wheelchair at basketball. Like, yeah, what did you think was gonna happen, dude?
1: Was that Kanye? I thought that was fucking LeBron James, or no, it was Michael Jordan.
0: Cause like, Michael Jordan was the one who was. Do you wanna? Yeah, if you get if you miss a three throw, then all these kids get Jordans, and he was like, "Fuck them kids, fuck them kids, nothing but net."
1: Wait, Kanye had one of those too.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, would you believe of the three you would think Kanye would... Yeah, let's, let's stop talking about Kanye. I miss the old Kanye. Uh,
1: 2020 Audrey was such a sweet summer child. Like, Eromaga Sensei was, at the time, my first introduction into bad anime because I only watched good anime that I would want myself to watch. And if I didn't like it on the synopsis... Or in the first couple episodes, I wouldn't watch it. So <laughs> I was incredibly harsh on *Eromanga Sensei*, only to realize as we went on with *Anime Misery* through the next year or two that anime can get a whole lot worse.
0: Yeah, it can, because looking at it, looking at *Eromanga Sensei*, and rewatching it, you no, know, because I was the same way. I would hate watch stuff for sure i would hate watch anime anime that people said was bad just because you know it was a fun thing to do and i thought arrow Ma- at the time i thought arrow manga sensei you know it was mimetic at the time giga had a whole video bashing it yeah and it, it just seemed like the thing that we were all supposed we all had a layup for it to just dunk on and th- i went in and i was like this anime bad it sucks so bad but 2020 matt had not seen my new show. 2020 Matt had not seen AkiCon. 2020 Matt had not seen (laughs) My Sister, My Rider. 2020 Matt had not seen the depravities that await you when you descended to hell willingly. It was just hee hee, Arrow manga bad on my rewatch. I laughed, I laughed a good bit. Am I, am I, is it, am I dying?
2: I.
1: I don't know. Maybe maybe you, you've you realized Arrow Manga is not so bad. Maybe you pull a Thanos, perhaps I was too harsh on you, or judged you too harshly.
0: I really did. I really did look at Eromanga and said, I was too cruel to you. Mm-hmm. I was too mean. Too, And I wasn't as big into siscon anime at that time either. I knew I kind of liked it.
1: I liked it as an idea as a, a a smut genre, but I don't like seeing it in execution. Like, I have anime that I have since reviewed far lower than Eromaga Sensei. Like, aki Khan, as you mentioned, Manu Show* was god-awful. Redo of Healer was a blight oh, upon for- our world.
0: I forgot about Redo.
1: *Redo*, Remember that game in, like, 2016 or whenever, Hatred? That yeah. edgy-as-fuck game that got taken off of Steam for a time. Maybe it's still off. I don't know if it got put back up. That's the an- This is the anime version of that. This is just someone's high school black trench coat fanfic of how they would be super cool and save his world from the mean jocks and get back at those mean girls who bullied him.
0: Yeah, that's... Definitely, kind of, That's definitely what it kind of was. And that's what hurt me so much is that Ikea defends it, and I was like, Ikea, you're my boy. You're my boy. What are you doing? But I don't know. I don't know. I forgot about Redo of Healer. I guess it's because a lot of those seasonal episodes kind mm. of just, all the anime we watched for it skim over my brain. I did make a list of my favorite episodes, and to talk about and one of them is in fact a seasonal episode where we got really heated yeah because I love violence I love violence I love fighting over things because mm-hmm. I, I just do I love arguments I love people getting mad at me I love it I I live off of it it gets that blood going it does but yeah
1: There's a lot of shows... A lot of anime... Misery... A lot of anime... Misery shows... Especially... That... I looked back on... Through my anime list... Just to... Get a better sense of some of my favorite anime... That I've discovered... And some of these... I look at... And I legit... Cannot remember a single thing about it... Like... I have shows... Like... Itsudate My Santa... And Kodomo no g Which I remember the event of watching them despite not remembering anything about them but then there are shows i straight up don't remember sitting down to watch them like my stepmom's daughter is my ex
0: oh my gosh that's
1: like i'm I'm looking at these characters they are they all look very bland they look like background characters (laughs) and like I, i i can't remember anything about
0: this but i gave it a score I'm the same way though. We've done so many episodes where we, we've reviewed so much anime that there's certain, there's just such blind spots in my reviews, you know?
1: And and that kind of gets to the point where a five, like a five out of 10 will be worse than a one out of 10 because at least a one out of 10 is memorable. Mm-hmm. A five out of 10 will be so boring it passes from your mind.
0: After you left, I did a review of the Fruit of Evolution before I knew it, my life had 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 it made mm-hmm. and I don't remember watching that at all I remember putting it on and my brain going anime anime <laughs> and that's it and it's so there's just so much that we've covered that I'm amazed that we covered as much anime as we did and not just do more discussions but every time we did discussions you were like ah oh, fuck I'm not doing a list yeah <laughs> If if I was supposed to do a list I would have had notepad. I would have had a notepad built in my arm. So if we
1: were to talk about our changes of opinion of Aramonga Sensei specifically from our first watching to now, I would say my view of it has actually gotten worse because I have a different lens to view it through. My view of it has actually gotten worse. Uh not because the show has changed or my attitude has changed, but because I'm watching it through a different lens that I would not have had before before realizing I was trans. Like, there was... I don't want to call it male gaze or male privilege because I don't want to give the impression that there are just some things a certain type of person don't realize, even though that does tend to be the case. But when looking at this show as a woman instead of as a man... And seeing how characters I'm supposed to identify with are depicted and treated. And how characters I'm not... That are beyond my target audience. Like... Alright, let let me rephrase this. Like, seeing these characters who are made for our target audience that I am not a part of. It is a much different experience seeing how... The people who create the show, like even looking past the veil of the show, looking at the people who made it and how they're making it and why, seeing the decisions that would have led to these moments. For example, when Sigiri is practicing greeting her brother coming back from the beach trip, <laughs> the beach arc,
0: the beach arc
1: coming back from the beach trip. And the first shot we see of her is a upskirt panty shot from behind and then we go to her face to see what she's doing how she's practicing and it's moments like those that previously I would have glossed over and or maybe just dismiss it as oh that's lolly bait that's that's just a, that's just anime being horny now I'm a lot more harsh to it so it's uh It's definitely something that's carried with me as I've watched anime. And it's one of those litmus tests or or comparison tests. Or like those little art pieces some artists make where they compare their art from certain years ago to how it is now. Like you don't see the progression. But you do see the difference when you look back. And like I would not have noticed the progression. Um from my anime career these past four years, but rewatching watching Sensei and listening to my first review of it, yeah, a lot has changed.
0: Yeah, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Not really, because... Actually, let me redact that entire statement and restart the <laughs> statement all over again. I am not like you. I am not like you at all. <laughs> after seeing the worst that anime has to offer, after seeing the cruelties of anime where it looks like a characters are clipping through the wall after seeing stuff like just straight up pornography attached to anime and said, yeah, anime you love it I really looked, came to manga Sensei and said I see what you're trying to do you're trying to have a cute little sister who's got a little bit of lewdness and that's kind of what you want people to enjoy you're basically taking Kirino and making her more lewd then you are making her into kind of you know little sisters or kind of just as someone who idolizes things. And I get what the story is trying to do. I understand mm-hmm. it's got cute moments. I look back on it and my twenty twenty self just hated it when it was trying to be cute. I am not into moe shit. I am or not <laughs> moe shit. I've never been into loli shit. I am into moe shit. Let me say that. I I'm just not into little girl characters. I yeah. I'm not into it. So there's nothing in here that is sexually gratifying for me. There was not a single moment where I I could even process having my hand on my pee-pee for any reason. I just looked at the show when it was trying to be cute and said, okay, that is kind of cute. But when it did stuff like the final episode where it's, let's have Twister and let's have them look at porn. Mm -hmm. I said, if you had ended on episode 11, I probably could have forgiven more of this. But you didn't, and that's kind of unfortunate. But there's such there's such moments in this anime that twenty twenty Matt did not appreciate because I've seen shit animation, and yeah. Aramanga Sensei ain't shit animation. No,
1: it ain't. That's- and that's that's kind of the point I I I made back then, and I'm reinforcing here. Like there are objectively worse shows than Aramanga Sensei that we have watched and we have not watched. But the fact that there's so much effort in Eramanga Sensei, so much, you could say, capital Q quality, that there's a genuine story that could be told here. And the anime, almost as if trying to break out of its own grasp, is trying to tell, but it keeps getting pulled back. For the sake of looting up all the girl characters, and I didn't—I don't know if I realized this at the time, but this is just another isekai harem, uh, protagonist show without the isekai.
0: I mean, to to your effect, yeah, I could—I can see where you're coming from on that. This character Masamune is mm-hmm. very bland. He is basically his only personality trait is that he really likes Sigiri and he wants to be a writer. And yeah, I get that these kind of stories are meant for somebody to step into and say, that's me. That's my little sister. I'm so, I get where Masamune's coming from, says this person who is very bland and uninteresting. Mm-hmm. But I, unfortunately, cannot self-insert. I like little sister characters. I am a fan of SISCON storytelling. But I do not. I did, I, I don't like Sagiri. I've got a figure of her, but I don't <laughs> like her. I've got it for the fucking memes. Uh, but this, and this show is just, it, there's so much in it that reeks of, somebody tried on this. Somebody mm-hmm. tried. Somebody had faith that this was going to be the next Oremo. Someone saw this and said, this is going to be the next thing that pulls, we're going to make a lot of money with Arrow Manga Sensei. And to some degree, Arrow Manga Sensei is one of those shows that everybody in the anime community is aware of, like Arrow, like Oremo, you know? yeah. So to some testament they've succeeded. You know, people know about this show. People look at Sigiri and they know what she's from. Mm-hmm. But you've made an inferior Oremo. You've made a little sister character who is not as iconic as um, as Kirino. You've made a main character, Kyosuke who, and I'm only saying this cuz I since since 2020 I've rewatched Oremo like twice. <laughs> so I know I can remember what happens in it. You've made a Kyosuke who is just bland you've made characters who are not as interesting as their other counterparts. And I'm not saying that I have to judge this by Oremo standards, because that's unfair, or, like, Eromog is clearly trying to be its own thing. But it comes from the same author, and it comes from literally the same company, too, I believe. So, why does this suck so much more than it should have to be? You know?
1: There's something interesting that I just thought of. This is based off of a light novel, and I wonder... ...how the light novel... ...would be... ...like, I wonder what kind of read the light novel would be, because... ...it seems like... ...anime adaptations like this... ...similar to... ...Rosario Vampire... ...like, I read a little bit of the manga... ...uh... ...and I dropped off because... ...I I can't read for... ...one week straight... ...don't get me to try... ...but... Just in the opening scene alone, of how we're introduced to both of the main characters meeting each other, the anime has a lot more heavy-handed fan service that is exclusive to it and the manga does not have. Not to say that the manga doesn't have any fan service of its own, but it's a lot more in-your-face in the anime, and I wonder if that is similar to what's happening here at Aramanga Sensei obviously there's going to be anime exclusives or uh, anime only inserts like certain camera shots that have no ties to the scene that's happening Hmm. I don't doubt that the light novel still has the twister scene yeah I wonder how differently the light novel carries itself because it seems like it seems like a thing with these anime adaptations
0: well, this may shock and appall you, but I have actually read some of the translated eromanga Sensei light novels. I was going to ask if you did that. You know I did it. I am all, I I am on this shit. I am always reading stupid dumbass light novels because I can.
1: <laughs> so and how was
0: it? As mid. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. there's still some of the there's still some of that um blatant fan service, you know, every time there's fan fan service, it's always there's always the image happens to be of that scene you know the light novels obviously are not fully don't have every single picture every single like image from the scene of the novel but just select ones and usually they're the hornier ones because i mean your imagination can only extend so much i suppose mm-hmm. but it was it was okay and like it was okay i did only read a volume and a half so i mean how good can you be trying to actually get this on a discussion of like Aromaga as an anime as a whole, there are pieces of it that I didn't appreciate in 2020. For for ser- for all seriousness, I did not know and I'm bringing this back to animation, I did not know what bad animation looked like. I really didn't. I thought that this was mid because it wasn't constantly Sakuga-filled, you know? Because yeah. that's what we think of. When we think of quality, we think of Sakuga. We think of people animating shit wildly, just wild beyond your dreams, but you look at some of the stuff in *Arrow Manga Sensei*, and there's some really crisp cuts, pieces of just of just regular animation that look really good. The colors are all nice and appealing. Visually, it is hard to look away from. It's has It got a nice color palette for every character. Yeah. Everybody's nice and shiny. Sagiri's Segiri's hair, hair of the hair of the year. Whenever this came out, I bet. Yeah,
1: like the designs are really good, except for Elf Yamada, which is just a bit extra.
0: They all honestly, they look like characters. They all look like light novel characters, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know that's like, well, no shit, dumbass. But at the same time, they all look like characters from a, a book you would see when you go to Barnes and Noble and you look through the uh, you look through the light novel section. You mm-hmm. you would see all these characters before, especially Masamune there's nothing exciting here for character designs yeah. except sigiri sigiri is the only sigiri is the only one who looks like there was an extra amount of time spent on her design because her hair really cute I love her little her little tails I love her little tails mm-hmm. I love her her jacket and the pairing the pairing uh, shorts and everything she's adorable but unfortunately then she opens her mouth and then she ruins all of it yeah elf Yamada does the same t- too I was Praying for a dub, listening to her, like, Jisu, Inyowa, Jisu. I'm like, stop saying it. <laughs> I don't even speak Japanese and you're pissing me off. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just so much in the DNA of Ero Sensei that 2020 Matt could not appreciate. And 2024 Matt looks in and says, Yeah, I was too unkind to you. Puts hands on shoulders. I. Do not apologize, though. That's that's me talking to Aramanga Sensei. Mm-hmm. You do so much wrong that you need to feel bad for. But I should not have harshly criticized you for trying. I am sorry. I apologize.
1: Audrey of 2020 looked at Aramanga Sensei and, say, and said, Haha, this is shit. I, do I get internet points now? <laughs> and audrey of 2024 looks back at younger me and said wow there's a lot of this show you didn't talk about you want to you want to address that buddy
0: right exactly
1: i remember the first time seeing the scene where megami is blindfolded and like hand, hands tied in Sagiri's room i remember that i didn't say much about it because it didn't leave that much of an impression but <laughs> looking at it now, I'm like, th- I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. This is just, this is straight up sexual assault. There's no two ways about it.
0: I, I looked at that and said, this is someone's fetish.
1: Yeah, sexual assault. <laughs> oh.
0: Well, you got me there.
1: Like, she she pulled down the panties of this blindfolded and hand-bound girl Without her knowledge or permission, they come back to her. She is on the ground, sniveling and shaking and crying. I'm like, my dude, I there. You can't, you can't sue me. My sen your way out of this.
0: You're gonna go to your sue me my cell. your are sue me my prison cell.
1: Don't even hit me with that. Oh, with their technically legal age. No, that still doesn't make it okay, buddy.
0: No, it's it is rough out here on the streets for yeah. someone who. Who thinks that they're, who thinks that this anime is doing anything but little, but trying to be a little bit of a fetish party? Yeah, you no, know, you know. So, so it was I? I still look at it, and I'm still like, I was harsh to you, but you still deserve the cruelty. And I really have changed since then because I do look at, I do look at, uh, I do look at and say, and say, I would never add you to my top one hundred. Never mm-hmm. ever would I. never unless a a gun the threat of a bullet to my brain was was in the discussion i just i just can't see you as being anything and in 2020 i was harsh but i was also a novice reviewer i really and not to say that i'm still not a novice because there's still things i do miss like you're talking about like that whole thing and it's weird fetish energy i didn't notice it originally or as focus on it as much. Mm-hmm. And now here I am, and that was literally something that was in my notes. Like, what the fuck is this going on with tying up a little girl, and especially making her say stuff like, "Yeah, I know all about dicks." Like, I, we talked yeah. about Lolitas last week's episode, mm-hmm. and this is totally somebody who's did that kind of thing.
1: Like, yeah, like let's pull, let's pull the veil back, the, let's pull the curtain back. This is not this character saying this. This is a writer writing this down and having someone speak these words because they thought it was a good idea to include this into the story.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, and it sells, apparently. This sold enough to get an an anime, so obviously there's some people who are definitively into it. Yeah. Uh, Regrettably, as that might be. Don't get me wrong. There are certain shows that do this, that can't get away with it.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: can absolutely make me forget that uh, this is what I am watching is glorified. Uh, it's glorified just fetish porn. This show just did not do that. And it did do it in 2020, and it's still not doing it in 2024.
2: You
1: know the late Marvel effect where just way too often the shows or movies will undercut any serious moment with a tiny quip or one-liner? Because, yeah. God forbid, we get too serious. Yeah, That is what's happening in us Sensei, but with lewd moments. Because I still see crumbs and bits, especially in the first episode. They have a good story here of siblings who are a bit, not so much estranged, but who have not talked to each other in who knows how long, maybe years. Mm-hmm. And finally have a, a moment, an excuse to actually talk with each other and, you know, get to know each other, start developing their relationship as a family, and had a moment to address Sagiri's crippling, uh, and her shut-in nature, how she's not able to go to school because she doesn't want to leave her room. Anytime it tries to address this, it uh, does not keep the series face on for long and that is what's the most frustrating thing it's something i noted back in 2020 and i reinforce it now that it's trying to tell a good story but it's just too horny for its own good
0: too horny for its own good much like 2020 audrey
1: yeah yeah i had that beat out of me suddenly at the uh during the winter of
0: 2021 Mm mm-hmm You've become such a changed woman since then. A bit too changed, maybe. Some would say, but I do remember when we did this podcast. You were constantly making horny stuff, but now here we are. Now
1: here I am holding the hose towards younger Audrey. Like, calm the fuck down.
0: Yeah, for real. That girl was horny for serious.
1: I told you to go. <laughs> I tell you to go whack one off, but you just did that.
0: and you're gonna do it again in like 35 minutes
1: I guess if we were to give a score for our new Aramanga Sensei I wouldn't change it too much I would maybe drop it down 1 down to a 2 give it a 3 last year Uh, it has 2 beach episodes like full on beach episodes so that's an automatic minus 2 to whatever, whatever score it was gonna get yeah It has not aged with time. Mm. It has not... Everything ages with time, dumbass. (laughs) It, It has not aged well with time. I'm going to let my score reflect that.
0: See, looking at this, and looking at it from 2020, and then looking at it now, and then giving it a review, I was too harsh on it. I don't... I was way too harsh on it. There was a lot of DNA to this that I said, yeah, this is good. This is actually... 2024 Matt can look and appreciate this 2024 Matt laughed multiple times at several scenes 2024 Matt did not have a bad time watching this I really didn't for all the (laughs) horniness that was involved for all the stupid dumbass antics at the end of it all I, I did have fun with it and I did enjoy my time that I spent with it again I was too harsh on it in 2020 just because the memes I feel like now I could appreciate what it was doing right and I feel like it was trying to do some things right and really had promising DNA to it, some promising ideas. But unfortunately, it was a little bit too horny in parts where it shouldn't have been horny. And also, it had two beach episodes. So, my un-beach episode modified score would actually be a 6. I would give this show a solid 6. It's not awful. Mm-hmm. It's not. I gave it a 3 in 2020. I also gave it a 3. thought it was very bad, but now I think it's just fair. But two beach episodes, so it has to by the rule that we have en- enacted since early early Odomel. I have to give it take away two points for beach episodes. Yeah. So it is unfortunately a technical four, but really and truly, at the end of the day, it is a six that tries to do it tries to be something new and inviting and just kind of fails. There we have it. We've cha- we have changed. I feel like that's a reflection of our score who we are as reviewers too, because yeah. you almost always would give things lower scores than me. The only things that I can think of off the top of my head that you gave higher were fucking the stupid <laughs> interspecies reviewers. Mm-hmm. There's some other show you actually gave higher than me. I think your score for steps, uh, Stepmom, Stepbro, stepsis was actually higher than mine.
1: What, Domestic Girlfriend?
0: No, not that one.
1: <laughs> no, the other Stepmom, stepsis. <laughs> yeah, <the other> st- <laughs> yeah,
0: the other one... I can literally go to your profile and check.
1: Uh, good luck. I am literally like right here looking at my list.
0: So for the people at home who are actually curious about where Audrey and I stand as far as rankings there are several that Audrey has given better scores. Audrey has actually the few the few that she's given more a better score to has been a has been a Gretzko. Sweetness and lightning. That show that we we did that weird awkward review that never made saw, that never saw the light of day. Words bubble up like soda pop. Remember that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love the art style and the music from it.
0: You also enjoyed Asa- Isaacin more, and you gave that a ten, and I gave it a nine.
1: I fucking love Isaacin.
0: I know you do. You you enjoyed Gle- Gleipnir more. Remember Gleipnir?
1: I do remember Kleipneir. I remembered it only when I saw it in my
0: list. There's, I, I said that like Audrey generally gave better sco- or gave worse scores, but Audrey, everything that Audrey's given a higher score for, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gave it a six though. You gave Happy Sugar Life a nine. Happy Sugar Life is a good show. You I will actually, die on this hill. <laughs> you actually gave Smartphone in Another World with, my, with a smartphone a higher score than me. What did I give? You gave it a four. I gave it a three. That's that's barely a difference. That's that's barely a difference. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> shut the fuck up, you, you. Shut the fuck up. Ooh, woo! <laughs> Lupin the Third, the first. We did review that together, didn't we?
1: Yeah, I loved it. Yeah,
0: you gave it a nine. I gave it an eight.
1: Huh? It was beautiful.
0: It was beautiful. That's what CG CG animation should be. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just at this point. I'm just going through this list seeing. Because I thought we were fairly uh, fairly inconsistent, but it looks like there is an actual value. Audrey's mean value is a 7, mine is a 7.5, so there you go. That's, mm-hmm. that's basically who we are. I have always, since this podcast inception, been the more forgiving, the more prone to say, you, you tried your best, Tamp. And I, the more critical. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that just looking through our past reviews, we've given the same score, though, almost as if we're some sort of pseudo-high of mine.
1: I mean, friends for 12 years, we eventually get some similarities.
0: Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. So speaking of some similarities, let's do, let's wind into talking a little bit for, for our own sake, some of our favorite episodes that we've done. Yay. And this, again, to, in the favorite content that we've made as well. It's got to be, got to be a difference. Again, if you're listening to this and you've been somebody that we collaborated, if you've not made it on either one of our kind of discussion points, then that's not because we hate you. It's just because we can't remember shit. And also, we are fairly (laughs) um, prone to forgetting how things went down. But I have made a list. I compiled 10 of the episodes I love doing the most. Half of them are collaborations and the other half are solo stuff. I'm, they're in no particular order either. I originally made. I originally was like, let's make a top ten, of this. and I said, oh no, people I know are on this list.
2: <laughs> yeah, mine is
1: a top ten, but they are also in no particular order. Yeah. Mine are either episodes or segments of episodes. Yeah. So, do you want to go yours and then mine, or one after another?
0: Yeah, let's kind of just talk about one, and if we we probably might have some overlap too as well. So that's kind mm-hmm. of a great. Yeah, so. So I kind of want to say that one of my favorite episodes to do, there's actually two on here that are me without you episodes. <laughs> and this one is one. And this one is the Yu Hakusho episode covering the chapter Black Saga with mm-hmm. the anime brothers and Alex from Anybuddies. I really enjoyed the conversation. I always enjoy the conversations I have with with all three of them. They're all great peeps. They have been so supportive. They came on when you cruelly left me in the summer and didn't look back.
1: Yeah, hey, I came back.
0: Yeah, but you, I had to be like, the show's over, wrap up, get in here, wrap <laughs> party. But And
1: honestly, I'm glad I came back for
2: that.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to kind of wind mm-hmm. down and do this. But I watched the show because it was uh, it was Earthworm's favorite anime, and I kind of like, if, if any of my friends have a favorite anime, and they're like, hey, this is kind of what's something I like, then I'll check it out. Be Even though being part of the Toonami generation, I never checked out Yu Yu Show. I saw bits and pieces of it and I thought it was like a brutally dark show and didn't understand the appeal Was a young mm-hmm. child. Obviously, it is not as brutally dark as I think, except Chapter Black is to some degree. And I had a lot of fun with with, uh, with the discussion I had with all three of them. It was a very fun energy in that. I But I always have a fun... It's always fun with them. And I just am glad that I kind of gave you show a chance and it was a great episode to really do. I do remember um one of the things that I, I think about a lot is JD's impersonation of a southern person because <laughs> it's so There's several bits from the, that episode that I, I that are just stuck in my memory banks forever. Like Earthworm saying like at first I saw it and I was like, "Oh, gay." And then I saw it again and I was like, "Oh, gay." that's one of the funniest shit ever Mm -hmm. also i just some of the funniest shit ever also alex does good jojo impressions so there you go and that's just a fun episode it was really fun
1: oh nice one of my favorites was actually a segment from one of our earliest episodes do you remember osama weiss oh
0: fucking osama weiss the stupidest shit where i was trying (laughs) to fill up i was trying to fill up space
1: it was a fun segment that we never carried out into another episode or maybe we did and I don't remember but I liked the idea of it and the story that we got from it was it was it was so bonkers that I could see it actually being done
0: what was the quote that what was the quote from that that we were like for longest time memes? If you uh, want li- if you want liberty, you follow me. Death to all others or something like that.
1: Uh it was like vote for me if you if you want to live or or something like that.
0: Hey, it's Maddie here from the future telling you that the actual quote from that episode is you voted for me with your hearts and you'll vote for me with your minds too if you want to stay free by the character Osama Wiscoon. Uh, there you go in case you cared. Yeah, it was a mimetic line. We honestly, this was an AI dungeon. This was in 2020 before AI really became something you have to dread in your modern day life.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Back then it was whimsical. It was funny. I don't remember where I got the idea to use AI dungeon either.
1: It was just popping up popular because it was a new thing. Yeah. And we were trying it out. And this was long before it was ruined by murder hobos and horny baiters.
0: Yeah, but I was also I was also using AI Dungeon to do stupid uh murder hobo stuff.
1: Oh, uh, and I was using AI Dungeon to get some horny baiting shit.
0: Yeah, so that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> one filled with bloodlust, the other one filled with lust. Our
1: our Baldur's Gate session is gonna be whack.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be you. Hey girl, what you doing? Me? That girl's head will be in my inventory soon. <laughs> Get done with your conversation, harlot.
1: As a honorable mention, in the same category as Osama weiss coon, I really liked the episode we did where we took three adjectives and tried to make an anime premise off of that. That
0: was so much fun. It was it one of the was. most underperforming episodes ever, though.
1: And it's such a shame because we had some really good ideas that we drew from that. Not to pat ourselves on the back too hard, but those are some anime synopses that I would actually watch.
0: They were. The the one about the, the lo-fi beats for living, I still every now and then think about, I should make that. I should make lo-fi beats for living, and I don't mm-hmm. because I've, I'm lazy. But yeah, we yeah. had some really good ideas, both of us. We really kind of nailed it. I still think about the time travel romance Mm-hmm. where
1: how can they keep their relationship alive while also keeping the time stream from breaking down or, or something to the effect.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we had some good episodes too, just to kind of tangent. There were a lot of great episodes we made that I really wish had gotten more attention or kind of popped off more. It always mm-hmm. kind of made me angry when I would like there'd be an episode I really, really worked hard on and it would just be dwarfed by comparison by us covering popular anime. Like, our most popular episode of uh, 2020—actually, our most popular episode of 2023 is that game I played with JD, the Would You Rather game. That, Mm -hmm. for some reason, popped off really bad. (laughs) Like, really hard, that episode overperformed, and I don't know why.
1: And that was the trouble for our first year or so of the podcast, is we could not figure out why an episode worked and why it did not and we eventually had to just let go of trying to figure that out and do content, you know, we enjoyed.
0: Yeah, because we always did this shit where I was like, we need to make something that people will like. And then people would be like, hey, you smell like dookie. And I said, oh, well, I really tried, didn't I? Just the episodes that always popped off were such a mystery to me. But like I said, the ones that were about anime of the time always did really well. Like Cyberpunk Adventures did Crazy numbers.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that was me just dick riding on um on on Cyberpunk the entire time. I'd still dick I think ride it on some.
1: It was a good show, good episode.
0: And speaking of good episodes, I am the Segway Master. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I am so good at Segways. Uh one of my other favorite episodes, and I loved when we did games and shit. My other favorite episode of mine, like mine, is was the anime quiz bowl one. That was so mm-hmm. much fun. And it was, I wish we had saved it for later, you know, like we had done another round and we actually had people popping in in our Discord, because that would have really raised the stakes, because at the time, we was like our fifth episode in, you and I were both quiz bowl nerds, and I found this quiz bowl guide, and originally I found one that was stupid
2: hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And another, and this one was like by college students for college students, and we really did well at it, and it was a lot of fun. Although at the end at at the, at the halfway point you kind of just gave up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that cuz I was I was not a seasoned anime veteran as much as you were or Yeah. I think Lucas was the referee at the Lucas, time. Lucas
0: Lucas was and Lucas kept horribly mispronouncing things <laughs> and I got really mad at them because they said something was wrong and I knew it was right and I told them to get off my dick. <laughs> I remember yelling it so loud that my uh, roommates at the time heard it. Like, what the fuck do you mean I'm wrong? Yeah, that was a really fun episode. What do you have for for yours?
1: I have, alongside that, I really enjoyed the HammerCon episode. Oh yeah, with Basil. Yeah, because it was, it was an honor for us in, for multiple ways. One, being a small-time podcast and Having an interview with the director of Hamacon. and not only that, but both being from Alabama and talking with the Alabama con uh, director, it was it was such a fun look at how a con works, and like getting to getting to talk with him about some of his favorite times through the ten years that Hamacon ran.
0: Yeah, it was really exciting. I remember before the record, you and I, I had to record at the time. It was deep COVID, and I had to record it someplace else due to personal reasons. Mm -hmm. And I remember me recording in this big, old, empty room, scared that my audio would sound terrible. And Basil is such a nice person, so kind and understanding. Great guy, has his own podcast called The Awesome Cast. That's OSM Cast, and that's something for you to check out if you want to.
1: I'm so mad at how good that name is.
0: I'm um, me too. Another episode on my list that I really enjoyed and I hate that we only did so much with these these with these two is the My Sister My Rider episode with the Strictly series.
1: I have a few of the uh the featuring episodes like Scum Swish with Weebology podcast, Domestic Girlfriend with the Annie Bros.
0: That one's on mine too.
1: Mm-hmm. Those are fun talking with uh, some of our podcast friends.
0: They were. Uh, Ricky from Weebology was really funny. But I want to talk about the My Sister, My Rider one because Carl and Courtney were such champs to do that. Yeah. I literally gave them the worst anime. <laughs> I remember the only positive thing that anyone said was Carl was like, the song for the is kind of a bop. Mm-hmm. And that was the only praise that anybody had. It was... It was I hate that we didn't do more with them. I loved doing the Crunchyroll Awards with them, but it was kind of one of those things like we had to bail on the the results episode because you had to move at the time and I at the time was going through some stuff as far as my home life goes. So mm-hmm. we didn't really get to do that. And that was unfortunate because they were such sports to do to watch this show. And I wish I'd, I had I really wish I'd taken the time to invite them on more because they were so they're such fun people. And they're just yeah. so... Such good sports, really and truly. I know that sounds like I'm being gotten to say. But like, they're such good sports. But that episode was a lot of fun, especially just because it was the shittiest show ever. <laughs> like, my God, that was the bottom of the barrel. I think that was a <laughs> unanimous like one all across the board.
1: But that episode did introduce me to the Strictly series. And I the, the few times I listened to their podcast, because I don't reserve time to listen to podcasts for myself, but the few times that I did... I really enjoyed their podcast. It's so well done, so well produced, and they're they're such good hosts f- for each other and for that show.
0: Really and truly, yeah, they're mm. really talented.
1: Overall, the thing I think I enjoyed about our collaboration episodes is, for the most part, we were able to introduce them to the the uh, the sister love genre when previously they had never been interested and the reactions were always mixed and fantastic especially with the the Annie Bros on Domestic Girlfriend where who was <laughs> it was it JD or Earthworm was like I didn't think I would like this but I did
0: yeah I think JD, JD was the one who kind of opened his opened his heart up to SISCON <laughs> stuff because we kind of had like a mutual bond over it because Earthworms over, like you and Earthworm were like we have siblings and JD and I were like we don't this shit's hot <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of been like <laughs> that's kind of been like jd and my relationship as a whole we'll just be like the only two people who are like they think it's fucked up i don't know i think it's pretty cool he's like yeah it is pretty cool isn't it
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's on my list too
1: domestic girlfriend in particular was fun because we took sides as to who was the better girl the uh the uh the, the the younger one or the older one
0: uh Rui and Hina I think is their names
1: I don't recognize them
0: I think Rui was the older one and he no Hina was the older one Rui was the younger one and I think I don't remember who was pro Hina but I remember I was vehemently pro Hina and I thought she was uh, I really liked Hina
1: I can't recall maybe I'll maybe I'll listen back to the episode and prove myself wrong but I think I was pro Hina because she was just better all around. I think you
0: might have been. Speaking of an episode that I think was better all around uh, than our usual content, the uh, and, I, and it's on my list, obviously I'm reading off my list here, is the smartphone episode list. You were so disgruntled oh. with this show. And Darth Egg, one of our patrons, was going to pay you to review the second season. And you were like, no.
1: <laughs> I Honestly, I forgot about it. I forgot second season started airing mm. i i there's too much time in this life to go through isekai smartphone season two i am sorry you,
0: you should have done it it would have been funny
1: it would have been funny but i forgot <laughs> oopsies i forgot
0: but it was it was such a fun episode though that came like where one of our favorite my favorite personal memes between us was the fucking egg in the oven
1: is that what that episode's it
0: was. That's the episode that the egg in the oven thing came from.
1: I love that bit. It's my favorite yeah. bit.
0: It's such a good bit. I think it's kind of the bit, The you're going to bake an egg. I mean, bacon eggs. And I was like, bacon egg? You're just going to put it in the oven, and then, bam, it's done. <laughs> That's such a stupid bit in the whole episode. We were talking about how Soma, Soma like, was like, here's my magic. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, magic, scratch, scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both in awe because I think we, at the time, obviously were we are distanced from each other. So we would in each other meme shots from episodes. Now I remember, both of us were like, "Did this motherfucker just pull out a gun? Did <laughs> <laughs> he just go gun magic?" <laughs> that episode was fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Another episode that was fun for me. Was uh, It wasn't really our episode, but we were on it. It was the Golden Boy episode with Otaku Host
0: Club. Yeah, that was a fun episode.
1: It was fun talking with Dan and Jeff and Amelia about this hidden gem that I never would have given a look at. And Golden Boy was such a good show on its own merit. I never would have expected it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those anime that people know about, but it does horny funny. It does, it did yeah. horny very funny.
1: Other shows could take lessons from Golden Boy.
0: It could have. Golden Boy said what it needed to say, and it left, and it was pristine, clean, and I said, Golden Boy, you've done it again. You saved Christmas. I just remember the whole thing about the girl spitting, and he opened his mouth to catch it, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: That's the thing. What separates Golden Boy from others is that, one, Golden Boy is not afraid to have a protagonist with a personality and not be a self-insert. Fucking Kentaro is
0: the Golden Boy. He's the Golden Boy. It's there in the name.
1: And because of that, this show gets props for not being afraid to punch down at its own protagonist. Mm Mm-hmm. I the, the swimming episode where he's he starts at one end of the pool to the other and he's struggling the whole time trying to fight drowning and he gets to the other side and he gives this, this sharp eyed glare like did it in one shot <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember that was very funny. It was a very funny show.
1: It was a fantastic show.
0: Speaking of uh, another show that was funny to review, not funny to watch, was Monuhekin Show. Monuhekin oh. Show was—I love this episode. Monuhekin
1: Show was harder for you than it was for me.
0: It was. Well, I am such an anime boob guy. Like I love anime titties. Am I right, fellow gamers? I was uh, so. Anime ass. I was so. I, I was so excited to cover the show Because it was one of those fever dreams that I remembered And the entire time we were talking about it I was just going I think I might not like boobs anymore I think mind you He can show lo- <laughs> Slightly shifted me to gay
2: <laughs> And
0: you were just it, I remember this episode You were just so calm And just yeah the show was bad wasn't it And I said I don't know Audrey I, 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 I think it might Have literally disgusted me with breasts <laughs> And you just go yeah uh huh that, that's a cool story you're telling me there, Matt. And I was just, I don't understand. How could this be? <laughs> it was a fun episode to get through i love you might not know this but like three of like a, there's a lot of anim misery on here <laughs> because those were the funnest episodes to like come in blind and then just not know what the other person was thinking but know that they didn't like the show <laughs> except i think both of us were kind of like yo magical girl site's edgy but i kind of enjoyed it
1: yeah magical girl site was was an experience that's one of those sit with your friends and watch it kind of yeah. shows
0: Absolutely, that was also back when we were in hyper professional mode and re-recorded mm. the episode. I remember that distinctly. Oh wait, did we? We did. We were very fl- we were very um fluid back in those days. It was this was like a February episode, mm-hmm. and we recorded it very haphazardly. We were kind of jumping all over the place, and yeah. you didn't like the way it sounded. We both at the time were like, "Yeah, well, we're." Both of us are cool with recording it, and we did, and so that's kind of just you know like some very uh, low stakes lost media that original episode.
1: Yeah, good lord! Imagine trying to propose that now. Hey, why don't we record this? (laughs) Die on your sword.
0: (laughs) I'd be like, how about you re-record your life? (laughs) Uh, So, what do you what's another what's another episode from your list?
1: Uh, well, it's a small tangent from yours. An Anna Misery that was a surprise, like Magical Girl side, that honestly did not deserve to be there was... Yuri uh, Kumara. Yuri Yeah. It was a weird show for sure, especially those first three episodes, but it definitely felt like art as we went through it, and it deserves a rewatch.
0: It really was a, a show that was only given the anime Misery title... Because it was weird, and then we watched it, and I said, oh, this is just weird. It's not bad.
1: Yeah, that was our bad habit of announcing the episodes we were doing before actually watching the show and seeing if, one, it was going to be good for content, two, if it was going to be appropriate for the title we were giving it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, was, that was on us.
0: What can you do?
1: Another episode I really enjoyed was Code Geass. Code Geass was one of my favorite animes when I was growing up. And being able to share that with you and discuss it with you, sharing our thoughts, especially about all the spoilers that we talked about, the spoiler sections, that was uh. that was very fun. That felt that took me back to the days where we sat in your living room watching anime on the big screen and listening to uh, that song from... Uh, oh, 20s... It, Rand-
0: it was, yeah, Random Access Memories. This... Uh, Craig if you can find that music and put it here because it was the perfect background music for conversations
1: mm-hmm
0: it was such that was such oh, a was good
1: read-only memories
0: yeah read-only memories with a really good uh if, you should actually if you're a listener you should probably check that game out it's basically a point-and-click cyberpunk adventure I had a yeah. lot of fun with it in my uh, my first go-through
1: it's a really good uh, really good game
0: yeah it's got beautiful pixel art mm-hmm. Read Only yeah. Memories review win.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a fun return to form for for us. Like we were actually there.
0: Yeah, it would, because that final episode happened and I was so devastated. <laughs> I was so hurt by that final episode that I was just in quiet and I sent you a message saying I'm I'm done.
1: Yeah, we were on call watching the last few episodes and when it got to the finale you were so awestruck that you you were silent for like a an uncomfortably long time and i was actually a little bit worried and you left the call <laughs> and sent me messages and said i'm getting the blu-ray
0: <laughs> and i did and spo- i mean honestly spoiler Kogia for the top 30 anime reviews that uh, but like Code Geass made it on my list and that's so odd because I think about Code Geass, and there's so many mid-ass episodes from Code Geass, but overall as a whole it was pretty great that was a fun episode though that was a fun episode we also did skits back then and we did a skit for the start
1: yeah remember skits
0: we did do skits we l- I loved writing the skits but then we would do them and I was like I feel like a silly boy <laughs>
1: That was kind of our theme for a lot of the first two or three years of the show, mm. and probably the the entire show was we kept trying to make little shows for our podcast, like animus, trying to write the Coattails of Anim misery and come up with other themed shows to go off of, and each one would have like two episodes max.
0: Yeah, was like, it that uh, hype?
1: Uh, was it that hype? Uh rewatch rewind or something of the sort.
0: Yeah, rewatch, rewind. We only did one for that. <laughs> we did Gunbuster and we never came back to it. I think I did one for a solo episode on um Runi Trust and Betrayal. Yeah. And Yeah.
1: Otaku Mentory.
0: Otaku Mentory was great. It was a great execution. Mm-hmm. A great execution i did so much research into fan subbing i was troll i trolled through dead forums to get the information i got off that there was so much work that went into otaku memory and i did not want to do it again
1: that's the thing it was a very well done episode but there was too much work that had to go into it which made it not viable for us to keep doing
0: yeah that's true We also tried to do, we also at one point were like, let's review video games. Let's do Yakuza 0. And I beat Yakuza 0. You didn't. I I got stuck at bowling. (laughs) I meanwhile was barreling through Yakuza 0 again going like, we're going to talk about video games. And then we didn't. So speaking actually on uh, some video games, uh, kind of, not really. uh, Another episode I really enjoyed was our top 10 OPs, our Otamel Awesome Mix Volume 1. That, yeah. uh, no, Volume 2 never. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun episode to do. I'm really glad uh, the editing on that episode is phenomenal. I love the way that episode turned out. Mm-hmm. As a whole, I feel like we had a lot of great discussions on it. It's one of those things I love. I love when people talk about OPs and about the silly memes of OPs, like falling through the sky, characters fighting the air in the sky. You know, people- <laughs> Yeah. Characters lifting their hands up to the sun. You such anime OP bullshittery. That's so fun to see.
1: Tropes in the OPs.
0: OP tropes are just fun. Tropes. Tropy. Trope, why don't you trope these? Yo. <laughs> Yo. But yeah, that was a fun. That was another. That was a fun episode. I'm glad that we did that.
1: Uh, this one is more of a collection. Not a particular episode itself, but a theme that we did. I liked both the watch list roulettes that we did, the, a, another show idea that we only did two of, but, um, or two, two or three or so, or something of
0: the sort. We we did three. We did we did um my stepmom's uh my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Yeah, the one I can't remember. <laughs> we did High School of the Dead. And we did uh, Requiem of the Rose King. (laughs) Technically, we tried to do Requiem of the Rose King, but that was (laughs) one of the few anime that both of us couldn't get through.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Did we do Barakamon? Was that uh, Watchlist Roulette?
0: No, that was a listener request.
1: Oh, okay.
0: We did a lot of great shows with listener requests, like Princess Principal, uh, Defrag... Barakamon, obviously, Poco's Udon World. I remember loving that show.
2: Yeah,
1: Poco's Udon World and Princess Principle were were uh, surprising hits. Not surprising because I don't expect our listeners to have good uh good picks. Well you've but, seen
0: their taste in anime podcast, so what you I mean, there you go.
1: Yeah. Princess Principle is not a show I would have considered until watching it. Mm. And I'm glad I did. Poco Zudon World, I initially would not have thought anything about, but we watched a lot of those daddy-daughter anime, like Sweetness and Lightning and Barakamon, and that o- opened me up... Oh, what was that other one? Kakushigoto? Oh, yeah,
0: Kakushigoto.
1: That opened me up to a genre that I did not know I would enjoy, and I want to see more of.
0: I think both of, you, I, both of us were like that. We both loved daddy-daughter anime. I mean, if we had been cohesive enough to, like... You didn't take the hiatus in March. I would have tried to push for us to review Buddy Daddies.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: basically about two dudes raising a little girl.
1: Yeah, that sound, That one sounds sweet.
0: Yeah, but we we loved that sweet shit. We loved all the stuff we reviewed that was always that was in the vein of heartfelt sort of storytelling. Generally, you and I both really enjoyed it. Such examples is that both of us really had a hard on for Lucky Star. I had never seen it before, and then we watched it, and I said, "This is the shit." I'm I'm really glad we did that. That's also where we started doing skits too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, speaking of another uh, another show that or another episode that was really kind of the shit, and one that actually pushed me to um, because I had to help Craig out with this episode a lot more was Yasuga No Sora. Yeah. That episode. <laughs> that episode we recorded in 2020 in November to be November's Anna Misery with mm-hmm. Amelia and Dan great sports again great people obviously go check their podcast out Dan is an absolute adorable great man uh, love that dude and Dan's audio bro for the first 40 minutes was not there
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: and I was so disheartened because, what do you do as a podcast? You're missing 40 minutes of audio. What do you do with 40 minutes of this person talking and other people responding? You know what you do? If you're Matt, you take Amelia's audio. And I still, I, I will, I, I, I love the, I, I flex on this episode because I helped so much with it. And I mm-hmm. want people to know I, I worked that shit to oblivion and made myself deaf from it. You take Amelia's audio. You amplify it to the highest degree so that you can hear Dan talking because Amelia's set up kind of left with an echo so you could hear other people talking. You do that when Dan is talking to hear what he's saying and then put in notes throughout the episode saying, Dan said something about this, Dan said something about that, Dan said something about this. And splice everything together that way and then you can salvage an episode. All the while... Every now and then, you forget that Amelia's about to talk, and then you get blasted in the ear. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yasuga no Sora, now with closed captions, annotated version.
0: (laughs) 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 But it was such a fun episode. There were so many bits in that that we we quoted afterwards that people couldn't get, like shitting yourself in Shinjuku Station, Mm -hmm. and Donkey Dick Dan.
1: Oh, good old Donkey Dick Dan.
0: Good old Donkey Dick Dan... (laughs) it was like it was like uh, you said something in that episode too that stood, that kept with me for a while about that they were just doing it in the front door <laughs> <laughs> on the floor like animals <laughs> <laughs> it was such a fun episode and I loved every episode we did with Otaku Host Club this one didn't have Jeff in it and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate because Jeff also a great guy really chill but every episode we did with Otaku Host Club was really a whole lot of fun uh, another episode week you had to take a hiatus or had to take a break from, I did the Junji Ito collection with them. And it mm-hmm. was kind of an interesting discussion because Jeff was being really nice to Junji Ito collection and Amelia, Dan, and I were absolutely not letting it, not letting it have any successes. Yeah. And there's so many episodes we did with them. They were our first collaboration. I remember what happened with that was I was, I was in my sulky state. I was in my sulky state going, why aren't we number one? Mm-hmm. I'm the best anime podcast I put in. I did a whole five minutes of which I <laughs> sniffle, <laughs> sniffle. And I was checking the Apple podcast charts, as you do, because you are very want to destroy yourself. And mm-hmm. they were number two. And I said, damn, their logo looks great. Because it was their old <gasps> logo there. The one that Amelia did of them dressed in actual like host club uniforms. It was such I a love cool... that logo. Me too. I hate that they got rid of it. It's my favorite logo. It's like my favorite thing of any podcast, just art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's such good art. It's such good art. I hate that they got rid of it, but that's beside the point. I saw it and I said, I'll give them a chance. And I listened to them and I was like, oh, they're just, they're about as new as I am. I'm going to yeah. go message them on Instagram and tell them how much I like their stuff. And I did. And Amelia and I, like, I did not know Amelia was the person behind it. We talked and talked and talked and kind of became friends. And eventually it was like, hey, we should like team up to make an episode together and we did and it was a whole lot of fun yeah. and they're kind of what they're our first collab and kind of got me really you know like thinking like we could do episodes with other people like if if we were i'm not i don't have any other persons like episodes on my list you know like i don't have other um other podcasts on mine just because you know this is about me not about them <laughs> just such a joke but I really loved the Shonen battle, the Shonen tournament with, that we did with the Annie Bros as well. Mm-hmm. That was a fun episode. Uh, what's next on your list? I've talked for a while about this, Yusuke Nozori. Uh
1: Also a continuation from our last one. This is more of a collection of episodes, not an episode in particular. But I enjoyed the A Talk on Titan series. It was it was surprisingly fun not only to talk about an episode each week as we went on but to like theorize and like discuss how th- how these events are tying in with past events in the show and being hype as the show is going on we didn't do nearly as much as i think the strictly series did with their weekly uh, episode reviews they got very in depth with their analysis like pulling notes and citations
0: you and i have never been that as deep as as other podcasts so i feel like
1: never and i don't i don't feel bad about that but i do wish that i had some of that possessed that the strictly series had with their yeah. a talk on titan episodes but uh, first off, I really love our title, A Talk on Titan. I claim that we made that up. We were the first even though someone else on the Crunchyroll team did that years before, but their show died out and it was cringe. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was it was it was our idea. and we mm. came up with it and we were like, this is the shit. And then after like 5 weeks of doing it, I was going through Crunchyroll looking for Attack on Titan or something and saw that they had a Talk on Titan next to it, and I said, oh, no. Yeah. I'm going to look like I ripped off my sworn enemy. But one of
2: my
1: favorite parts of a Talk on Titan was the weekly watch parties that we had in our server. That oh, was man. that was just a good thing to have. Like It was a community event where... We would come down to the wire of trying to get this episode working, this getting the stream working. I remember all of the shenanigans I had to pull for uh, the more desperate times, like when I was.
0: You were at Emily's.
1: Yeah, I was at Em's house, and I had to remote into my desktop and start the stream up there. It was like it was some hackerman stuff, and I had to. I was like, oh no, the stream's about to start. I'm gonna be late.
0: Yeah, but we were different. We were really dedicated back then. And our mm-hmm. community, like, our community has always been so great. It really feels like, you know, in every Discord server, there's obviously people who are active and inactive. You know, there are lurkers with every single one. That's just a fact of how Discord works, unless you yeah. just have a billion people who are all talking at once. But we've always had such nice people in our server, just people I want to to hang out with and like talking Uh, like talking to and i that was a really the fruition of that because that's where a lot of people came in syrups Mm -hmm. was there even though she had not seen but one season (laughs) (laughs) and ikea that's where ikea came in around like december as well like a lot of the people who became really active in our server that were fun to talk to they all Mm -hmm. came up around that time and if i'm not talking about the people in here like there was a lot of great people in our discord who I'm really glad I got to talk to and meet and hang out with. And that, that all started kind of with the, uh, the uh, talk on Titan streams. And it was pretty, it was pretty great.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I have, obviously I mentioned earlier that another one of my favorite episodes was the domestic girlfriend episode with the anime brothers. That was our first collab with them. I remember I actually had to give you like a note that this one will be JD, this one will be Earthworm. Yeah. <laughs> and you said, like, okay. And I had to, like, give you a bio of them. Like, JD is likes this. Earthworm likes that. JD is more like this. Earthworm is more like that. And you were like, got it. I understand now. <laughs> I said, all right, go get him, champ. And it was pretty funny. I honestly, at that point, I hadn't even talked to Earthworm. I had only talked to JT, mm-hmm. so I was really nervous that Earthworm was gonna think I was like the worst person ever and just like get annoyed with me. And now here we are, so you know, character development. Yeah. But that was a fun episode. We had a whole lot of fun. There's some really meme ass episode moments from that episode in particular, like Earthworm just talking about the mattress thing. There's another there's another thing that just absolutely when I relistened to that episode like a year or so ago it made me just die laughing. Mhm. Um but it was a great episode and it was a great show to cover and I'm I'm glad we kind of did it cuz at that point you know that kind of sealed like the deal for us being like podcast BFFs. So, uh, what's next on yours?
1: Well, I have two more items since some some of mine were combined.
0: Yeah. Well, I have two more as well.
1: Oh well, I don't know how that happened, but I guess I'm glad I worked out.
0: Yeah, math is weird.
1: Uh, my next one is Spirited Away, the one Miyazaki episode we did, and that episode in particular we did is four. Yeah, we did, we did four, but that one stood out not because of uh anything we did in that episode, but because we both talked about how watching Spirited Away revitalized our love for anime and that's going to be like a hallmark of that time period where we were just slogging ourselves with shit anime because that's what gets the clicks
0: yeah that was but, unfortunately
1: yeah so watching spirited away gave us like a like that estus flask boost that we needed to keep going for what three more
0: years yeah well, I had never seen *Spirited Away*, and we talked about that in that episode. I saw it on *Tsunami*, thought it looked mm-hmm. dumb, never gave it a chance. So we watched all of Miyazaki month anime uh, movies together. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. I wish we had kind of done that. That was kind of what was—you took your first big hiatus in the next May because originally it was just going to be like for a week, and then you said no, it's going to be for like f- a couple months. So then I put us on hiatus for a couple months because I just didn't think I could do it. And the first Nausicaa episode was kind of a slog for me because mm-hmm. we are going to be like Na- Nausicaa, Porco Rosso, and that's going to be an episode that comes out with our OVAs because I did record a solo cast of me reviewing Porco uh, Rosso, Porco Rosso, yeah. whatever.
1: I feel sad that I wasn't there for the, uh, the the next Miyazaki because watching Ghibli movies with someone is always an enjoyable experience. Yeah. And I do regret not being available for those.
0: Yeah, Well, it's always fun to watch movies with other people, even online, and try and kind of get a vibe for them. I'm Mm -hmm. hoping that maybe with going to the anime brothers, I can do kind of what you and I did with um. But I don't know how Earthworm feels about this kind of thing. Like you know, you and I for a long time there would watch the last episode together, yeah, and then talk about it a little bit afterwards and kind of get a feel for it because we did that for so many shows. We did that for Magical Girl Site. We did that for we did that for a lot of content.
1: We did that for Code Geass, we like we mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah, we did that for Code Geass. I
1: think we did that for a I remember watching those together.
0: I, we did watch a together. We watched season threes together, I believe. hmm We We watched um Saint Young Men together.
1: That was fun. I enjoyed that.
0: And what else do we watch? There was a lot of, that's there was a lot of what we did was watch things together, and I feel like that song. A good factor. Technically, we watched Evangelion together, but not for the podcast.
1: <laughs> and really and truly, that's the purpose of this podcast: is an excuse for us to watch things together and talk about them.
0: Yeah, and it was, it was, it was a great jumping-off point for a lot of this this content. Speaking of a jumping-off point, that was kind of the almost the jumping the shark moment for this podcast, which all, happened in 2020, was the Kodomono G-Con episode. That's on my list. Ugh. I loved that episode. Looking back, I love that episode. At the time, I hated that episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak anything to it because I don't remember anything about it.
0: Well, see, the reason I like it because at the time, at the time when we were in our first two years, I was always trying to get us to cover anime that I didn't see any other any other podcast talking about because I figured mm-hmm. that you know that people would go to our podcast if it was the only source to see a certain show reviewed. And the point was that Kodomono g was memes. Everybody was like, it's the pedophile anime. And I yeah. said, and you said, I'm not doing Animizer anymore. This is going to be our last one. And I said, well, then we've got
2: <laughs> to <gotta> end it <laughs> off.
0: And then we kept doing it, but with like only when people were on to talk about, like, incest stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did Kodomono G-Con, and that's, I've talked about it on multiple podcasts, the fact that I used my, like, Amazon Fire tablet I never used
1: You didn't want to have a paper trail linked to you
0: (laughs) Yeah so I like used a VPN to get the episodes and then like transferred them on to my Kindle that was like not connected to the internet (laughs) and watched it that way and deleted an episode every time I finished (laughs) and luckily by the grace of gods or the grace of some deity and I will never say this again I got mostly censored episodes Mm -hmm. because by if i had not i might not be recording this podcast right now because i might have like nine more years to serve but (laughs) i loved it because it was such a thing that only you and i probably could have done because we weren't taking it serious we we weren't taking ourselves seriously or being serious about any of this content we were doing and i remember going into other servers that would kind of talk about our podcast it's not like I would search it out or anything. Like my ego is very fragile. Yeah. But people would say something like, "Yeah, they're the ones that refute the pedophile anime," and I'm like, "Ha <laughs> ha!" It was like the Captain Jack Sparrow thing. You are undoubtedly the worst podcast I've ever heard of. Ah, but you have heard of me.
1: Yeah, that's basically been our reputation.
0: That was that was what we that's what our show was. <laughs> we did we didn't do things. As great as we could have, but my God, were we out there every week until around 2022 <laughs> when we had a lot of hiatuses. We were out there every single week doing stupid shit, picking ourselves back up, coming back up for next week. That was the otaku melancholy way. Uh, so Kodamoto uh. G-Con really stood out for me. I, that episode was dumb, but my God, was it my kind of dumb. And sc- such awkward discussions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is my last one, but it is one of... it's. Fond, not f- because of any particular moments, but because of the entire idea that we put off in execution. And that was our One Piece episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb episode.
1: I loved it. I I loved everything we did for it. I loved how we actually watched a season of One Piece for it. <laughs> Not the whole show, because it's quite a lot of episodes, but... Shut up!
0: <laughs> everybody... Shut up. You know, everybody knows we didn't watch all of One Piece. Nobody believed that for a second, and everybody who did was just trying to make us feel better about ourselves.
1: No, there was, there was one person in there who was excited about One Piece, like, yeah, yeah, they're talking about One Piece, and they put it on, it's fucking... <laughs> I believe in my heart that they were genuine and how hard they got trolled because I need that.
0: God, that was just that was so what was it? Tonari no Seinfeldudo. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a uh, my my neighbor Seinfeld.
0: <laughs> and we're just talking about it so seriously and then wondering why people don't like them. probably people were bouncing off the podcast it's because one piece review goes and i did that on the social media too i made it sound like we're starting a new one piece review series
1: i mean it's it's not like it's not like we were going through the episode like oh this this show this is such a weird anime no we were once the bit was over we were very upfront about the fact that we watched a season of seinfeld And we're talking about a season of Seinfeld in earnest, and honestly, it was a nice change of pace.
0: This podcast in an alternate timeline was a Seinfeld, (laughs) was a Seinfeld podcast. Mm -hmm. It was, it would have been funnier if we could have, um, if we could have found the found the dub for Seinfeld. But that was just a struggle. That was a struggle to get.
2: Hey,
1: That was the last of my top 10 episodes. Do you have one more or was that your last one?
0: My last one is actually another me with somebody else episode and that one is my Oremo review with JD from the Anime Brothers. I particularly chose that one when I've done a bunch of other solos mostly by the fact that the one I did with one wonder egg with Earthworm, really great episode. Love that episode but it got really heavy in the midway through oh, like yeah. really heavy like we talked about some really deep 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 shit that i felt very uncomfortable not because i was talking about it with earthworm but because i was like i don't talk to anybody about this kind of stuff and then i after like listening to the first cut i said craig cut me cut me cut that out cut cut me talking about my uh, my issues when i was in high school that's too 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 deep. But uh, there was a fun episode with Earthworm, and I'm glad I did it. But the J- episode on Oremo really was the stupidest episode I had recorded. It was a dumb episode. Both of us were just memeing the entire thing. And I always want to have fun when I do podcasts. If you're not having fun, why do it? Yeah. Things you do for a hobby shouldn't be work unless part of the work is getting to the fun. And mm-hmm. that episode was really a whole lot of fun to talk about the show that... For one thing i didn't think they'd be into i did not think that they would be an into as it was And i think we recorded the, about the second season actually and jd had such big issues with the ending of season two and i said my guy i know where you're coming from and we were just bonding really hard over this 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 ending to the second season and it was a whole lot of fun and I, which show or mo
1: Oh, oremo. I, I thought yeah. you, I thought this is Wonder Egg Priority. Sorry. No,
0: I was trying to I was trying to say that I did like that episode, and this was kind of a lot of my solo stuff with other people was uh, on my list, but I kind of had to call it because Oto, otaku and call it as you and me. It's not just me with other people, but mm-hmm. I kind of had to pick. I just wanted to pick one, and I did an it. Like I said, I did an episode. I was saying I did an episode with Earthworm on Wonder Egg Priority, and I also did one. Uh, a show trade with Alex. Uh, we traded Kakashi for Flip Flappers, and that was a fun episode too. Alex mm-hmm. is really a really a, just such a dry funny person, so it was it was a lot of fun. I just picked the Oremo one for my like solo share with someone because it was such a meme ass episode and such a just fucking two two dudes sitting in a hot tub six feet apart because they're not gay, <laughs> and I just remember that episode being such a wild silly ride. Another week that you couldn't make to something, and I just was like, "Well, JD wants to talk about Oremo. Let's go."
2: <laughs>
0: and they were into it, and I think that's it was just a fun, it was a fun show. But I was mostly just saying that all my solo stuff was really fun. I just wanted, I didn't want it to be filled with that stuff. Yeah. And so I just picked that one. And honestly, the the yeah, was are just all fun. I'm really happy that with all the people I met by doing this podcast. So. And I got to meet Hey King too. That was pretty awesome.
1: That was awesome.
0: That was a whole lot of awesome. They're, I love their music. I love their music. They are great people and it was really funny and they were really down to earth about <laughs> the fact that they had a that there was a broken foot on display.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a fun group. I'm glad that they glad that they wanted to be on with us.
0: Well, speaking of a fun group, do you have any episodes just off the top of your head that you wish we redid, or before we, uh, before we decided to end this thing?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I uh, wish we redid the first one night hot springs episode. God, that was so awkward.
0: Trans people, am I right, fellow kids? <laughs>
1: We we were going into that with such confidence, like yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a Pride Month episode, and it's gonna be so supportive and, and representational. And then we press the record button, and all of our confidence drained when we realized, oh shit, we actually have to say something. Mhm. What if I? What if we say something dumb?
0: Yeah, that was a really awkward episode.
1: The one after that, the uh, the Year of Springs episode was a lot better.
0: Because there's an actual trans person involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
1: amazing what can happen in a year.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, though. I wish we had done more, like, low-stakes low, low stakes visual novel reviews.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it came out when you were away. If you had been available during this time, I would have been like, let's do a review of the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it would have been fun.
0: It would have been. But it just didn't happen because was, that was during the highest time.
1: Another small thing I would like to redo would have been the Loot Drip ad that you had me voiceover for. Not because there's anything wrong with the Loot Drip ad, but I did one voice clip of me saying, I love it uh, I in love like a, it. a semi-joking way. And had I known you were going to reuse that same voice clip I multiple times, it. I would have done multiple takes. And some different phrases for you to add in. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's (laughs) great. Wow. I love it. But I'm sorry, man. Hearing you go on and on and intersplicing with me saying "I love it" the exact same way, it uh, it it makes me want to call and say, "Hey, can you use a pseudonym for this credit?" I love
0: it. Well, that was the funniest thing about it. You don't know, remember the part that I I made it obvious that you, you were saying it over and over again.
1: I I know it was it just
0: it was funny. Amelia thought it was funny.
1: I thought and, it was funny. It would have been funnier if it was maybe if it was in different pitches and not just the same clip. I I don't love know.
0: it. I I mean like ever since we did ads, I feel like I've knocked ads out of the boat. <laughs> but that one is probably my highlight reel. I if people ever like what makes you think you should get into advertising, I'll be like this loot drip ad. It's amazing, <laughs> and people will be like, "I love it." I love it. <laughs> God, you! I forgot about the loot drip ad. That was the funniest shit ever.
1: <laughs> uh, I okay. still wear those shirts. I still have those two loot drip shirts that I got. Me I still too. can't wear them outside, but I still wear that, wear them for sleep.
0: I I wear my I I wear my lewd drips outside. There's one that I got that was really a a nicer one. Not that they're not not all nice; they're all nice. But one of them is like less lewd than the others, and I wear that out because it's pretty warm. Mm-hmm. I, I also Amelia also sent me a tote bag that I use pretty regularly. Nice, yeah. So yeah, go go obviously go check out lewd drip. That's two with two eyes.
1: Yeah, l e w d, d r i i p dot com.
0: Yeah, I Amelia's love ma- it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love yeah, it. Yeah, Billy's making great stuff out there. Really glad to mm-hmm. see you. she's like thriving and all that. Like honestly, so um, I know. Well, there's an episode I wish I would have done. I wish we had done more trade trade shows. We did yeah. too. We, we did.
1: We one was a bad, joking one was where we tried to inflict anime onto each other. That, dip, that one did not go well for multiple reasons.
0: Yeah. You were like, I don't like this show. And I was like, I don't like the show either. And then it was just agreed.
1: <laughs> we were mm. like, You gave me Himoto. What was it called? Oh, Umaru-chan. Himoto,
0: Himoto Umaru-chan.
1: You gave me Himoto U- Umaru-chan. I hate it. And you're like, Yeah, I hate it too, but it's some good trash. You gave me took. Uh, Neo Yokio this is dumb and I hate it and I'm like yeah it is dumb but I like it <laughs> <laughs> the second trade was really good and fun and yeah, I think the only reason we couldn't do more was because our uh, plan to watch were so similar
0: it would have not been a trade It would have been like we're gonna watch this and there you mm-hmm. go and I think
1: that's where watch this roulette came about
0: yeah, watch list, watch list roulette. Or maybe in like in a year or whatever, when we just do like maybe I don't know, just a random episode, we'll do that watch list roulette that we didn't do. Like we we spun for another one and we got um, uh, Maid-sama wa and we never did it. Mm hmm. That's that's what you, that's what you get when you let your heart win, as Paramore once said. Another episode I do wish we kind of that I had redone but with you was I did a review of Wandering Sun with Lucas. Yeah. And that was a great anime, really great anime. Lucas good great person, but I feel like our discussion would have been a little bit more um a little bit more in depth, a little mm-hmm. bit more um prone to uh, topics that we kind of would have hit off on better. I I kind of wish we had done that one. I also kind of wish for Redo's that we had been more proactive in doing listener requests mm-hmm. when the listener requests that I I don't think we really took seriously kind of was defrag I don't know I also wish we had kind of done had more chances to do all raws no subs episode which were just episodes where we were together
2: because mm-hmm.
0: we did one on hentai that one we, had a, we recorded video for and everything and I hated the video um, <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. There's a lot. There's there's not too many that I look up, look at, and say, I wish that had been done differently. Yeah. Uh, there's oh. several that I wish we did more of. Like I, I loved our theme months. Like Junji Ito. I thought I had the biggest dick in the world for Miyazaki, <laughs> and then you knocked it out with Junji Ito, and I said, <laughs> Why do I even wake up in the morning if you're just gonna leave everything I do, just you're just gonna burn me down like this?
1: We shot our loads with those two. We really there were did. no other themed months that we could have done. We barely met with Junji Ito because he has like three books, and the uh, the collection.
0: Yeah, we we forced that we forced that to work. It was still fun though.
1: It was fun. I I am so sad that the Uzumaki anime for Adult Swim has yet to release. Because I would have loved to have watched that with you and talk about it on this podcast. Maybe we'll come back whenever that finally
0: releases. If it releases. Yeah.
1: I hope that they take all the time they need because I want that adaptation to be the best it possibly can be.
0: Absolutely. I loved our Otamel Annie Awards that we did one year and never (laughs) came back to you.
1: Yeah. That was because we didn't have a lot of seasonal reviews that... to keep up with what was happening.
0: You and I, Amelia and I had seasonal reviews. You had, I watched a show, snaps fingers, jazz hands.
1: Yeah, I just had that problem of, of trying to watch anime, which snowballed into me taking a hiatus.
0: That's fair. That's fair though. I look back on our library, and I'm proud of a lot of the things we did. I think if I could go back, the only thing I wish I had done or the only thing I wish I could have changed is when we ever, we did hiatuses. I shouldn't have forced myself to do solo stuff and make myself so bitter and angry. Mm -hmm. That was a big factor into what kind of wore me down and just eventually came to this point where I was like, well, we need to just, you know, end it because it was just a struggle to make content and talk to myself that way. And it kind of just left me just getting like, eh, yeah, but, but there's so much greatness that came out of doing this podcast. I still will never understand why certain episodes popped off and others didn't. <laughs> Literally, we have at this rate we have done this will be like our 200 and I want to say this will be our 230th episode. Let me let me let me check that real quick. This will be our 200 excluding the three updates, the three updates in the uh, the. The three updates. The midway, that we're taking a hiatus, we're taking a hiatus too. <laughs> uh
1: this will be our this one we're this one we're recording right now will be our two hundred and twentieth episode.
0: Yeah, but I'm not counting in our announcement video episodes and the uh the intro. You know, the oh. stupid cringy ass intro that we did. <laughs> Gosh, we've we've really we've really done a lot of stuff, huh?
1: Yeah, we did a lot.
0: I'm kind of I'm going to miss it.
1: I am beyond happy and proud that I have something like this under my belt to say, yeah, I did this. For 4 years. That's the most unbelievable part. For 4 yeah. years we did this and it wasn't just like a side project. It got popular in a lot of places. Like we I don't know if people if we told people this factoid, but there was in our early days where we were number one anime podcast in Mexico above Trash Taste, the yeah. same Trash Taste with Giguk, uh, and the other two, <laughs> <laughs> Giguk,
0: and the other two, <laughs> yeah, but I do remember I screenshot that because I was like that's. Mexico thinks I'm worthy. Thank you, Mexico. Yeah. And Mexico tipped its hat to me and said, De nada.
1: For all of our worries about what we need to do about getting the uh, getting the most success. We stumbled into a lot of like top ten anime podcasts by site aggregates and Other articles who were like, I'm going to put together a top 10 of anime podcasts, and we would get a mention. I don't know if it was like in a particular order, but being mentioned like that repeatedly, it felt good. It felt affirming and was still confusing because, like, we still don't know what we're doing right.
0: Yeah, we did stumble a lot onto these lists, and Mm -hmm. I was. I never understood why, because I didn't think we were... I never went out of my way to promote the podcast heavily. Like, for the first year, I did every now and then, I would pay for an Instagram ad, but all that ever came out of that was people liking the ad and not coming to the podcast, because if by that logic, we should have had, like, 50K listeners, but we do not. So, with that in mind, speaking of people who listened, I have some listener emails and one pseudo-listener listener, uh, listener um, audio, mm-hmm. I am going to, this is off the podcast, we're going to listen to, or not off the podcast, so we're about to listen to this one that comes from Alex of the Antibodies. So let's just go ahead, load that up, and we'll listen to it real quick. Girls are... Yeah, well, he had a twenty-year-old jar user in his brain. That's what he had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom found the cum jar. Uh, speaking of of mom uh, finding the cum jar, um, Maddie and Audrey, uh, I would we here would just like to thank you all for everything you've done over at the uh, Otaku Melancholy Podcast over these last four years, and uh, for you know just just being cool cool people and making a pretty good podcast, it's a pretty good yeah. podcast. definite big shout outs and uh, y'all are always welcome on the show so please come back anytime we'll be sorry to lose the content but we'll be more than happy to have the uh,
1: have the friends we made along the way
2: Let's get Craig the fuck out of here.
0: That was my favorite part of that Yui song. (laughs) Well, thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Annie Buddies. You surely were the Annie Buddies. That's my favorite lyric from that song. Hey, get Craig the fuck out of here!
1: <laughs> oh, oh, uh,
0: they're great. Yeah, go listen to anybody's. I like the
1: on-brand reference of speaking of mom finding the cum, the cum jar. jar.
0: <laughs> what a great segue! He's I I give I give Alex my title of greatest segue holder. Like I'm not doing a podcast after this. <laughs> But Alex, you you can you can use it every now and then if you want to. But that's a great mom found the cum jar. All right, so now I'm gonna read off some of the listener emails that we've gotten. This one comes to Dar from Darth Egg. Darth Egg says, "Just wanted to say thank you to the two of y'all for all the great episodes, especially to the Sweetness and Lightning episode y'all released. If it wasn't for that episode, I probably would have never found the podcast, and I would not have met a lot of wonderful people on the Discord server. It sucks that it's ending." But I look forward to hearing Maddie on the Anime Brothers podcast, and hopefully, we can hear Audrey raging at Bandai Namco somewhere else. Sent from my <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> Why the fuck did I read that?
1: <laughs> oh, wait, 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 was this a text message to you, or did he... I? I don't know what's funnier—if he intentionally put "sent from my iPhone," or if you, or if that's just the Apple thing, and you read it out. <laughs>
0: It's, it's from, it's an email. It's from their email and I'm not reading out the email thing because that's their name. I'm not doxing Darth Egg on the podcast. I'm not going to be like, thank you for everything, Darth Egg. By the way, look, here's their IP address. Yeah. All right. Well, that was from Darth Egg. Darth Egg's a great person. I've really enjoyed them. Being friends with them, I'm still gonna be friends. I'm gonna ask them. I don't know why I'm acting like I'm about to die, but
1: if I don't know, we with these goodbyes, you always think it's going to be the last time. Like when I moved out to Atlanta, you thought, oh, it's gonna be the last time we'll see each other.
0: Yeah, that's true. I was like that. I was like, it'll be. I'll never find you again.
1: We were all like that.
0: Yeah, and now here I am. Like every, I feel like every one of your birthdays, I'm gonna end up just flying out to see you.
1: Which I won't mind.
0: I'm gonna be in Washington and now and be like, Hey y'all, where's the Polinar all jelly spread? And be like,
1: Excuse me, the fuck.
0: The yeah, the fuck. <laughs> so our next our next email comes all the way downtown from Syrups. Syrups writes, Hey folks, it's me, your beloved most active mod. I said <laughs> most active like that because it's in red, underlined and bold. Syrups, I don't fact-check that, smiley face. I want to thank you, Maddie, Audrey, and the rest of the Odomel team for the past three, because I joined December 2020, years of community, entertainment, growth, jokes, fun, and all the special moments. I remember my first episode was the Ghost in the Shell solo cast,
2: and I joined the
0: Discord community soon after I finished the episode and never looked back. Even though I don't like Attack on Titan, the watch parties were for Season 4.2, question mark, I think because the naming scheme is not very great. We're a lot of fun. I'm so glad I was able to be a part, however small or large. Still salty we never got the four-part mini miniseries, though. Maddie, I'm looking at you. As a proud sticker holder, the podcast will always hold a special place in my heart. I wish the best for everyone on the team and all future endeavors, be it online or off. Your favorite disappearing act, Syrups. Fuck grammar and punctuation. I don't know how many errors there are. <laughs>
1: Aw, it's cute. <laughs> they consider themselves a sticker holder. I, I still have a sticker. I have it put on the front of my PC tower.
0: I gave those stickers out to everybody I mailed stuff to. So Syrups is a part of the Proud Sticker this proud sticker Crew. I think there's like a handful of them. We printed out. I made these stickers because I had like a coupon for 30 free stickers and I would—I thought I was gonna hand them out and like do prize giveaways and stuff, but that never happened. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was like three, there was like two shirts made too, and I need to find the other one because I'm like I'm just gonna send that to Darth Egg because Darth Egg said he wanted the shirt. Yeah. And whenever I find it, I'm gonna send that to Darth Egg so that people will be like, "That's a cool podcast." Like, what what are they doing right now? And Darth Egg will say, "Being dead." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll make it their workout shirt.
1: Scatter to the winds.
0: I actually did do a, 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 a season of Sekino a review, a solo cast, but I didn't put it out because I hated it. But hey, maybe <laughs> it'll come out soon. But yeah, Syrups, Syrups is a great person. They've always, they were always fun to talk manga with. They do disappear a lot, but that's not made me, that's not it by any means made me think, like have a lesser of a connection with them. Syrups is great. They recommend, mm-hmm. they never miss with their, their manga recommendations. They really don't.
1: Yeah. And, uh, like, it's not to say that I'll be gone forever, like, it, it's true, maybe I'll find somewhere else to rage while Bandai Namco, I'll still be buying their gun plot because what else, where else am I gonna get it? Third parties? Fuck off. But, I have ideas of projects I might take up whenever I find the time and energy, so I might come back. Th- parentheses threat
0: <laughs> Parentheses derogatory
1: <laughs> and who knows maybe I'll make a guest spot on the any bros mm, I, I mean
0: it's kind of awkward to be to have your current podcast host with your ex isn't it I don't know
1: oh come on don't be cishet about it <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, no, we'll probably... I'm sure that Earthworm wouldn't mind. I mean, JD's gonna probably come back for episodes. Mm -hmm. Why can't I bring you on for one or two, as long as you watch the anime? Yes.
1: (laughs) Just give me, like, a month-advance warning.
0: We'll give you three.
1: Sounds good. More reason to slack off.
0: (laughs) And you still will, the day before, be like, what time are we recording? I've only on four episodes out of 50. (laughs) All right, our next... Email comes from Sightless. Sightless writes, I know I've been part of the community for only a short while, relative to the podcast as a whole, but just wanted to say it's been fun. I'll be giving anime brothers a listen. Also sticking to the Discord. Not much more words, so this is where I'll stop typing. May the best of luck on your future endeavors to the both of you. Sightless. Sightless, it doesn't matter how much words you put down. The feeling is there, and that's what matters.
1: And it also doesn't matter how long you've been listening, because the feeling is what matters yeah
0: absolutely that's the most important part
1: the discord is going to stay up I think we mentioned this last episode but to reiterate the discord is going to stay up I don't know what's going to happen there if the moderation is going to be disbanded and it's going to be total anarchy if it's going to be like a Mad Max situation or (laughs) or what I don't know let's let's discover this new frightening future together (laughs)
0: Uh, I think we'll be fine I think we'll probably just have it up and I'll be there obviously but I'll also be in the anime brothers podcast server you know hanging out there too I'll be in two servers and if people want to join either one I'll be there and you'll be there and I think you're in both so you know the server our, our server would still be up and we'll still probably every now and then do stuff we still need to have a server-wide lethal company uh party. <laughs> Uh, We planned it, but it never got to, like, the actual carry-out phase. And I want that to happen because I love playing Lethal Company. And it was so much fun playing it with Ikea, Darth and I don't... uh, Gecko, sorry. (laughs) Uh, It was a lot of fun to do that. So maybe we'll have a a whole-ass, like, whole-ass shift ready. And we'll all play Lethal Company together some Wednesday or uh, Tuesday night. I say that because those are my... So thank you, Sightless, again. Uh, thank you for sending us that email. It really means a whole lot, and I'm glad you joined. I'm glad anybody joined, and I'm glad mm-hmm. for these emails. So this next one comes from Echo. Echo. Matt and Audrey, it's been a hell of a roller coaster these past few years. From crappy audio quality in those first episodes to the AOT watch parties we had, I got to thank the Spotify algorithm for recommending me y'all's podcast I was listening to Trash Taste and Spotify was like, Hey, if you like trash, t- trash Taste, maybe you'll like this podcast too. And indeed I did. From the Wild Anime Misery episodes to the collaborations with the Otaku Host Club and others and that moment when Audrey made the biggest choice of her life with her transition. You both Aww. have been right beside me during work in one of my years, helping time move quicker, making those hard days go by and making me laugh in the process. Sure, there where I'm going to the gas station for milk moments when there were no episodes, but that's life. Audrey, I wish you the best with your life going forwards. And we'll be rooting for you, Matt. I noticed it was a bit rough during the whole solo podcast or there towards the end, but I'm glad that you managed to find another co-host at the Anime Brothers podcast. I'll continue listening to both you and supporting you. Also, thanks to this podcast and Discord group, I was able to meet like-minded people and shed years of isolation when it came to the anime community. So thank you in that part. Sincerely, Echo119. This
1: is actually getting really touching.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was actually... Um,
1: yeah. You gonna be alright? Yeah. This, yeah, this is like... End of an era.
0: Yeah. I'm just... Uh, glad I... It's just, you know...
1: It's really humbling... To hear how much of an impact you've had on someone else's life.
0: Their last message comes from ikea plant hi mom hi dad hopefully this doesn't end up in the spam folder like previous times but in the case that it does well ggs in check oh, god that's right his name his message ended up in the spam folder the first time he sent one and i didn't realize it until two episodes later when people were like yo matt forgot about ikea a- no way um It's been a blast listening to y'all for the past three years. Getting to hear some absolutely terrible takes from Maddie. Once again, Audrey can do no wrong. What the fuck do you mean by that? (laughs) The random banter on anime was always a good time, even if we didn't agree with what y'all had to say at times. Even the recommendations you two would throw out here and there generally surprised me. Maddie with recommending the Monogatari series to me, which is now in my top ten, and the fact that I finished the show before you speaks levels, why the fuck do you have it such <laughs> violence against me? And Audrey with Witch from Mercury, which I never expected to like as much as I did. Thank you for those wrecks. LOL. I never expected to meet some cool people on the server and never expected to meet some chaotic ones like Jalvin. LOL. The server felt always comforting with our tight-knit group where we could just crap on one another and send some generally messed up memes and game together. Overall, before I genuinely begin to ramble on, i'm glad i was able to find this podcast when i did it definitely makes my work made my work days that much easier and would always look forward to the new episodes every sunday it's been a fun ride and whatever happens in the future i hope you two will be doing well i leave these songs as a final goodbye wave hand with love ikea blend um tearing up again Mm -hmm. um let's listen to these songs together
1: okay i fucking love that Thank you for recommending the Monogatari series, and it speaks volumes that I was able to finish it before you.
0: <laughs> Why did I defend you so much, though? Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hello. Um, um, um. We're listening to this first song and getting it ready on my Spotify, and uh, <laughs> um, Looking at the song titles.
1: Uh, I don't. I don't think we can post this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <I'm a> mother- <laughs> what? <the>? <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> That's good. So I don't know. I don't think we can.
0: Uh, I don't think uh, we can play that song on our podcast, and I think they knew that I was going to stream this Yeah. for a record, so thank you for that, Craig, sorry, you gotta c- cut that out.
1: But for the listeners, let's just say it's a, it's a very notable song by the uh, the group Gangsta Rap, and uh, their album, <laughs> The Glockumentary. <laughs> I
0: swear to God, Ikea, what the fuck? Even in my final moments, Ikea's got to do some crazy dipshits. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, he says this is, they say this is the serious one. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh no. no.
1: Time is an illusion that helps things make sense. So we are always sleeping in the present tense. It seems unforgiven when a good thing ends But you and I will always be back then You and I will always be back then Singing will happen, happening happened Will happen, happening happened And will happen again and again Cause you and I will always that being said, welcome back to the Otaka Melancholy Podcast, the podcast that, even
0: though it feels like it changes, is still the same comfortable place that you're used to. My name is Matt, and it doesn't matter how many, how many springs pass or how many years pass, you will and always be my friend. All friends gonna have like a jokey thing, but now I don't want to ruin.
2: Will happen again and again cause you and I will always
0: be The beach episode, I was like, taking a bath. Somebody bonked me, I need to go to horny jail I was, like, I was like, look at the titties on this fifth grader <laughs> <I'm> like, Okay <laughs> Craig? Craig Greg. keep that Lock it Craig. in the vault
2: <laughs> if there was some amazing force outside of right all time to take us back to where we were And each moment of my pictures on the wall We tried a million tiny phrases so that we could see it all, 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 all. It would look like we all happen, happening, happening,
0: Bacon eggs, no, no, bacon eggs, egg. what the fuck are you doing dude, yeah. fucking chef excellence eggs. over here, bacon eggs. eggs, yeah I meant bacon eggs, Stop bacon and egg.
1: Bacon <laughs> eggs, bacon eggs, this shit too why you bake and
0: I just exploded in the oven, that's just right, <laughs>
1: It's like to imagine a single egg standing up between the grill lines
0: of, like, an oven. <laughs> it's,
1: uh, the egg is
2: cooking. <laughs> and then plow.
0: It will happened. Happily,
2: happily. Happen we are again and again. Because you and I will always be back then. Because you and I will always be back and I will always be and so you and I will always be best friends
1: and that's what you get when you watch the Otaku Melancholy podcast thank you thank you all for joining Ugly crying. Shit, that was heavy for... That
0: was really... That
1: that was the song Time Adventure from the Adventure Time OST.
0: Oh. Um, I need a minute. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Oh. I told myself it was just a podcast, it was just something we could do, and I didn't think we'd do it for a year, and then we did it for four, and we had hiatuses, and I remember when people would come in, and they'd be like, I like your podcast, and that was like the best feeling I could have had, and I remember when we would, and I don't, and then people would send messages being like, you did great, and even when we got hate mail, I was still like, at least people are listening. And I can't believe we got this far.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And Jesus, that's... And even though we never got... Even though... Jesus Christ. I swear to God, Ikea, you can't make me cry like this. (laughs) The fact that even though at the end of the day, this is just two friends talking to each other. The fact that we help people even just a little with something so insignificant have a better day. Yeah. That means a whole lot. I mean, it means a whole lot that I, that we made content that really made somebody stay better. And it's just surprising to me how that we got to four years and it's just all your everybody's kind words just mean so much to me Mm -hmm. when I was really sad some days getting to record the watch anime for this podcast and record it was some days just the best part of my week and I know that I will be making more content Under a different banner. But this was. This was the first serious project I'd ever done. Where every week. We were planning. We were making things. We were making lists. We were doing things. And it's. It's wild that we. It's. The fact that some of you. Would like it so much. That you would send us. Send us emails. Some of you have. Were. Were subscribers to our patreon and wanted to keep the podcast supported and some of you when we would we would just go out you would be so positive and the fact that i got to meet so many of you means so much to me the fact that i get to talk i got to talk anime with all of you is such something so precious to me and I know it sounds like I'm just being sad for no reason but it just means so much that I got to make content like this and I may not be as have we may not have ever been as popular as other podcasts but we had people who liked us a whole lot and that's so that means so so much
2: Mm
0: mhm I every single one of you I love you so much thank you for all the years of supporting this podcast.
1: Yeah. Thank you for so much and for all of it.
0: You will never know how much you give to small creators like us. When you say positive things like this, you will never understand just the sheer weight you render to people when you say negative things about them. And for you all to have been so positive, to have been my friends, to have been people, listeners, supporters, fans even some of you you have given me so much it doesn't matter how little you think you've given it has been an amazing ride to get to do otaku melancholy almost for better or for worse mo- more ye- more ye- weeks out of the year than not it means so much to have done this with you audrey and with all our guests and with everyone who's come on everyone who's listened who sent mail thank you so much
1: and just remember that anyone who's listening, you are as much a part of otaku melancholy as Maddie or I are.
0: I know I meme it a lot, and I say maybe the real X was the friends we made along the way. But for certain, the real otaku melancholy were the friends we made along the way on this one. Mm-hmm. This was born out of our friendship, and it's ending out of our friendship... And we have been friends throughout it all. And I've made friends out of it all. And God, I am... God damn it, Ikea, you've made me hard cry. Oh, that song hit just the wrong note. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, all my pa... My... Thank you, all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Oof. Oof.
1: Where do we go from here?
0: We we go to the end. We we were the Otaku Melancholy podcast.
1: We have been your hosts, Maddie and Audrey. You can catch our previous episodes at our website at otakamelancholy.com. More reliably, you'll be able to find them at Spotify... Whatever streaming service that you use to listen to us, you will be able to find us there. I can't speak for how long the website will stay up because that is an actual cost, and especially with the Patreon, I believe that's not going to stay up because it's not right to ask for money for something that's no longer there, right?
0: I will keep the website on as long as it is a financial... uh, I have the financial capabilities to do so. I... I am very appreciative of. Yeah, we'll have, we'll still have the website up for at least a few, another year or two.
1: If you're able, tag it with the internet archive, get it saved. You'll find us at our regular streaming sites: Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Branker. Wherever you listen, you'll find you'll find our old episodes there. Yeah.
0: Wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be there. We, we thank you for thank you for the past four years thank you for giving us your time thank you for letting us be a part of your day thank you for listening to this episode and all the episodes you've checked out before thank you for being a part of the Otaku talking podcast
1: they have truly been fantastic for us mm-hmm.
0: even all the slumps even even all the still an amazing four years of a hobby to get to do this. Thank you so much once again. There will be no quote tonight. And as always, bye-bye. Take Take care. care.
2: Bata.